What's going on, Cyclones fans? Jake Senholz back with you for episode 27 of the Inside Cyclones Hockey Podcast, pushing towards that 30 number, the greatest number in the world. Uh, was my hockey number growing up. I was born on the 30th. Every great goaltender in history almost has worn the number 30. So uh, I'm, I'm hopefully uh, going to have a uh, extra long, extra special uh, something planned for that 30th episode, just because it's a, a big benchmark for me personally, and it's my favorite number. And, um, you know, 30, 30 episodes of any podcast is a pretty decent run, let alone 30 episodes in one season. So uh, we appreciate you being with us the entire way from last off season all the way through this season and and uh, pretty soon starting uh, to go into another off season. But a lot of hockey still to be played before we get to that. I've got to be very quick here tonight. We're just up against some uh, we're up against some time limits. Um, this episode has to be 44 minutes in length or less. Um, so I'm just going to run through uh, a couple of things from this last weekend's games against Milwaukee. Uh, Milwaukee was up in Wausau for two games in a row. It was our $2 beer night on Friday. We had a pretty nice home crowd. Luke Anderson and Blake Neal, the goal scorers for the Wausau Cyclones. Luke Anderson did it just two minutes and 23 seconds into the game. And then we would play scoreless all the way to the five minute and 40 second mark. The standout for the Milwaukee Power, Mason Osmus, took one unassisted to tie up the game. But just about three minutes later, Blake Neal got to play the hero on overtime, or excuse me, on the power play to prevent overtime. Uh, I was thinking a little bit ahead of my uh, my brain was working a little bit faster than my mouth there. But Blake Neal scores the power play goal, assisted by Luke Anderson and Chase Heckerson. A pretty clean game played overall. Uh, looks like seven penalties called all night, three on the Cyclones, four on the Milwaukee Power. Ultimately, Cyclones making the power pay. Uh, for their third penalty of the game, a two-minute interference call ended up in the Blake Neal goal. It was Zach Dojan playing very, very well. He tracked the puck super well all night, very limited rebounds, played uh, aggressively and super confidently, uh, which was very nice to see out of Zach Dojan. Made 33 of 34 possible saves. Caden Grant uh, with a little breakout game for Milwaukee. Had only played 51 minutes, so one game coming in uh, to Friday night's contest, he made 40 saves on 42 shot attempts. Uh, so the Milwaukee Power fall to the Wausau Cyclones by a score of 2-1 to one on Friday, but they would enact revenge on Saturday in front of the largest home crowd that we had all season long, courtesy of the Wiener Dog Races, which Zach and I are going to tell you a little bit more about how that ended up going and stuff uh, in just a few minutes here. Uh, but it was a dominant first period for the Milwaukee Power Three goals in the first period for the power uh, belonging to one-time Riverwolf Vince uh, Palade, Patrick Toomey getting on the board, and then Riley Polaney as well. Wausau showing a little bit signs of life uh, in the second period, coming out and scoring another power play goal. Uh, so two uh, two power play goals in two games on the weekend. That one belonged to Dominic Bourdon, assisted by Gage Viersba and Pavel Bakhtin. Now, I was told that Blake Neal, I uh, was told on Twitter that Blake Neal actually scored that goal. It was credited to Bourdon. I have not gotten a chance to go back and assess the tape. Uh, so officially, it is Dominic Bourdon. Could have been Blake Neal, uh, which would have been Neal's second power play goal in just as many games. But Gage Viersba and Pavel Bakhtin credited with the assist. Milwaukee pretty much would just uh, play very solid the rest of the way. 
uh, including a 37 save performance on 38 total shots out of Spencer Northway in net. They ultimately go out. Uh, they win the game. They deserved to win that game. It was a 5-1 to one, uh, victory for the Milwaukee Power over the Wausau Cyclones. Mitch Miskovich in net made 33 saves. Uh, and then, as I mentioned, Spencer Northway, uh, 37 out of 38. So a very, very good goaltending bat- or goaltending uh, performance overall for Milwaukee on the road as they saw, what, uh, almost 80 shots or over just over 80 shots on the weekend, only allowed three goals. Uh, the Wausau Cyclones offense has been rolling lately, and the Milwaukee Power able to find a way to stifle them, and it all started with their goaltenders. So got to give credit where credit is due. The Wausau Cyclones is going to see Milwaukee three more times uh, over the course of the next two weekends. But first, it is a matchup against the always dangerous Rochester Grizzlies. We know the Grizzlies are going to give the Cyclones their very, very best, especially at this point in the season, uh, since the Cyclones have been victorious over them twice already this year. Follow the Wausau Cyclones across your favorite social media by searching at Wausau Cyclones. I am at Senholtz on Sport. Got a great rest of the episode for you. Uh, definitely stick around. Check out my interview with Colin Mooring. Uh, very well spoken. Uh, it's, it seemed like he has... Uh, experience uh, with the media or interviews. Uh, It was a very enjoyable um, interview with Cullen Mooring. And then we end talking about a a very important um, issue and uh, a chance for Cyclones fans and players to donate to a cause that affects uh, him and his family. You're going to hear a lot more about that uh, when uh, I talk to Cullen Mooring here in just a few seconds. I got 15 seconds to wrap this up. Uh, so again, thank you all for hanging out with us here inside Cyclones Hockey. We got Zach Surway, Coach Callum Bailey, and Cullen Mooring coming up right after this. Hey, hockey fans. Head into Fleet Farm where you'll find everything you need. From tires to tree stands, drills to dog food, toys to tools, they've got it all. You can save even more at Fleet Farm when you join the Fleet Farm Rewards loyalty program. You get exclusive offers, and it's totally free to sign up. Get everything you need at a low, low price at Fleet Farm. Shop in store or online today. Fleet Farm, proudly serving the Midwest since 1955. And welcome back inside Cyclones Hockey. Joining me now is the Director of Business Operations for the Wausau Cyclones, Zach Surway. And Zach, forget business school, forget promotion, forget it all. I think we figured out how to sell out every single night and that is include dogs. Just include dogs, man, that's all it takes. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna do golden retriever races here next weekend. I I would not blame you guys. Just start checking all the all the breeds of dogs right off the list. As uh, we saw a huge home crowd turn out for the wiener dog races. Unfortunately, a Cyclones loss, uh, but the wiener dog races definitely were the highlight of the night and uh, turned out people like crazy. Yeah, it was a really cool atmosphere. I know Colin had mentioned to me after the game. Um, just like how uh, cool that was for the players to uh, play in, in front of that crowd. You know, obviously, unfortunately, we didn't put the, the best game on the ice, but still for our guys to get an opportunity to, to play in front of that crowd is obviously pretty special. And uh, not a lot of teams in 9A3 can, can say that. So we're really happy with that. And uh, it was really uh, cool as well to see all the owners of those uh, wiener dogs, their faces after the race. It was 
you know, just seeing them be the, their dogs be the star yeah. of the show uh, was unique to see as well. Yeah, who knows? We might have started a new hobby for a few of those families. Uh, they found a new a newfound talent in their dogs, but uh, we had an absolute dominant performance in both the first and second round by our winner, SoCo. And uh, just to kind of reiterate how big the crowd was, I was talking to BJ after the game. It's like I played in a lot of games in this building growing up through high school and stuff when Wausau West was clearly the best team in in the state and they had tons of people uh, at every one of their games and that's you know a Wausau West playoff game is basically what it looked like out there there was standing room only it was you know from floor to rafters really really a a very cool atmosphere but SoCo um, able to uh, able to ignore all the noise able to handle the crowd in a big moment and he just absolutely dominated from start to finish I think they might have been training them over the course of the 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 pre uh, pre race, but it was just a lot of fun to even all the fans interacting with the dogs in the lobby prior to the race and, and petting them and just seeing again uh, the owners just uh, being so proud of of their little wiener dogs and uh, it was definitely a unique atmosphere and, and a lot of fun to to see that promotion uh, be such a huge success here in Central Wisconsin. Yeah, very likely something that we will continue to do in coming years. So. Uh, We'll let you know, um, you know next season, as soon as we know a possible date, so you can circle that one on your calendar. And, and even if you're uh, from, from states away, it, uh, it's worth it to come out and uh, watch those little guys run on the ice. Very, very funny, very entertaining. So uh, all in all, a very successful night. And uh, we got a few more promotions coming up throughout the month as uh, this weekend is the only weekend that the Cyclones are on the road all month. Yeah, exactly. It feels like we've been home uh, since the New Year started, which is pretty pretty accurate, actually. Uh, we only had one off weekend in uh, January. But next weekend is another big weekend for us. It's the, the annual Teddy Bear Toss uh, presented by Culver's next Saturday night at 7.10 p.m. Um, and then next Sunday will be their specialty uh, jerseys we'll be wearing um, to benefit the Apexia Kids Um cause and that'll be a unique night as well we'll have a silent jersey auction going on for a couple of the uh, additional jerseys that we have not uh sold quite yet so it'll be a another action-packed weekend here at marathon park yeah and you're going to hear a lot more about that february 20th night and the uh, aproxia kids foundation and, and things like that coming up in just a few minutes here with cullen mooring um but, Zach, you want to expound a little bit on the teddy bear toss if people don't know what it is, uh, what it benefits. And it's pretty simple, right? Uh, get yourself a new or a gently used stuffed animal. It doesn't have to be a teddy bear, whichever uh, kind of animal you prefer. And then wait for the cyclones to find the back of the net, toss them over the glass, right? Yeah, exactly. It's a really cool promotion and provides a really unique visual from for even you up in the PA booth to see all those teddy bears flying over the ice. Um, and what uh, fans are encouraged to do is to bring a stuffed animal that is new or gently used. Um, and then, of course, when we score our first goal, we'll chuck them, those onto the ice to benefit um, the uh, Salvation Army of Wausau. Uh, <coughs> excuse me, and they'll uh, distribute those um, those stuffed animals amongst the community. So it's a it's a great way for kids to uh, to give back to other kids in need um it's a special promotion across the hockey landscape and uh, we're looking forward to uh, hopefully scoring a goal in that first period and unleashing the teddies yeah and uh early goals have been a theme in these games in past years so definitely uh holding out hope for another early one this 
uh, this go-around. And uh, it's a rare night that fans get to uh, come to the Marathon County Ice Arena and, and get two opportunities to, to throw two different things on the ice because, of course, uh, you've always got that chuck-a-puck that you can take part in uh, after the second period as well. So uh, come on down. Maybe an opportunity to uh, get to throw things on the ice a couple of different times throughout the night. Uh, Zach, beyond the exciting promotions and everything we got going on, is a continuance of the exciting playoff push we are currently in the midst of. Um, I know we went over it last last game. Uh, Cyclones obviously dropped one, so it convolutes things a little bit more. I keep saying, you know, win the games that you're supposed to win, keep beating Milwaukee, and you're going to be in. But I think you maybe have a little bit more precise look at it. Yeah, so definitely, you know, after um, unfortunately losing last Saturday night complicates the the clinching scenario a little bit more. So this weekend, um, due to some of the different tiebreakers not being um, all the way buttoned up, we won't be able to clinch this weekend here in Rochester now. Um, so the earliest possible, uh, I guess, best case scenario that we can look for if if we sweep. Uh, Rochester here this weekend. Milwaukee gets swept by Alexandria on Saturday night and Sunday afternoon. Um, we'll be able to clinch in Milwaukee down there on February 18th at uh, Mequon. So um, should the um, basically you know should we both uh, or should Milwaukee worst case scenario win both games against Alexandria? We lose both. There still is an opportunity for us if we'd win those first two games next weekend versus Milwaukee to win that game on the 20th at home and uh, clinch a postseason berth. berth. So in all likelihood, uh, it's looking like we will have an opportunity to clinch on the home ice next weekend here at Marathon Park. Yeah, and uh, obviously going to Rochester and sweeping the Grizzlies a big, big ask, but if you can take at least one of those two games uh, gives you a little bit more of a cushion in the following week. Again, Zach mentioned uh, the 18th they played down in uh, Milwaukee, but then the 19th and 20th they are back here in Wausau, so uh, those games uh, with the giveaways, with the jersey auction, everything, uh, is going to have a lot of meaning on the ice as well. Yeah, the other thing I'll say about the playoff scenario is even last weekend, for instance, when we Split split with Milwaukee. Um, I mean, we still ended up being ten points up at the end of the weekend, and they ha- now have two less games to get points. So, even this weekend, if we would happen to uh, split and Milwaukee splits, it still gets it down to seven games uh, remaining for both of our teams to play, and less opportunities for them to get points. So, uh, basically, you just want. Uh, us to, like you said, to win and, and hope Milwaukee loses and control our own destiny to clinch a pro season berth. Yeah, exactly. And um, I, th- I think we'll obviously get uh, a little more deep in the weeds as far as, you know, dates and potential opponents and stuff once uh, they've actually, once the team's actually clinched. But we do know, obviously, the Cyclones would be the lower seed in whatever playoff matchup they have, which means uh, they'll be on the road for the first game come back to Wausau for the second game and then would be on the road again if there is a third game needed. So uh, we're obviously going to keep you up to date on that uh, as we roll forward. But again, the Cyclones are looking at uh, two potential two away games to one home game um, in the first round of the playoffs. So Zach, hopefully we'll talk to you next week with, uh, I don't know, maybe a borderline, very borderline clinch, if not uh, somehow 
uh, have already clinched, even though I, you you just said that's impossible. So never mind. Uh, but hopefully we'll be very close to, to uh, clinching when we talk to you again next week. Appreciate your time as always, and go clones. Go clones. That is Director of Business Operations for the Wausau Cyclones, Zach Surway. With hockey season beginning to wind down, you may find yourself with some more time on your hands than usual. Lucky for you, ALVS has just the right opportunity for you to fill that time. It can also help you boost your GPA and possibly even earn you college credit. What you may not know, and hey, we didn't know this either, is that Apex Learning was the first provider of online AP classes. So who better to take an AP class online from? And it's not too late. There's plenty of time to sign up for their AP psychology course and be ready for the college board exam on May 3rd. Having an AP course on your transcript is always a good idea and when you are applying to colleges. First of all, you know how smart you're going to look? Second, AP courses are typically weighted more heavily and will increase your GPA a bit more than a regular class. So for instance, a B will actually calculate as an A, and who doesn't need a little help uh, here and there raising their GPA? Take it one step further and sit for the AP exam and score a three or higher, and most colleges will give you credit for that college class. ALVS AP Psych is already approved by the NCAA, so earning a B or higher will also help you raise your overall NCAA core GPA. And even if you graduated from high school already, NCAA will accept this as college credit as long as you haven't enrolled full-time in college yet. So many reasons to take AP Psych with ALVS. Sign up now and you'll have 12 weeks to complete the course and be prepared to sit for that AP exam on May 3rd. Take your academic training to the next level and enroll today. We have a new promo code just for this course. It's worth $50 off. That's a pretty darn good deal. $50 off. So just jot this down. I love Psych 22. That's I love Psych 22. All right. Welcome back inside Cyclones Hockey. Joining me now is head coach of the Cyclones, Colin Bailey. Coach, as always, thank you for your time. A lot of positivity uh, for you and your team since the last time that we've talked so let's start right there. Uh, I think the last time we talked was just after the uh, the showcase over in Blaine. Since then, you guys have put together a five-game win streak. You won seven of 11 at one point, and you are over 500 since that tournament, um, or since that showcase, rather. What, what did you What did your team find within themselves in, in, over in Minnesota? Yeah, I think you know. I think the timing of that of that winter break there couldn't have happened any better. You know, going into that showcase, it was. You know, it really gets down to the dog days of the season. It's a it's a grind. Guys get tired. Guys are sick. Guys were hurt. Um, you know, and it's it's a lot to push through and to keep going through. And I think, like I said, you know that that break came at a perfect time for us just to reset, recharge, and really uh, get back to our main focus, which is you know just playing our hockey and playing our game and doing the best that we can and really having fun with it. Um, you know, and I think that's where we really found a lot of success was you know just a. There was a different confidence about them there where, you know, they they knew that no matter what, you know, I mean, we came from behind a a few times there and um, that if they just stuck together and played our game and did, you know, what what works for us and controlled the controllable, that good things would happen. And um, boys just really ran with it, too. You know, I couldn't be happier with the past month and um, really excited and, and hope that that continues the show going down the stretch here. Yeah, I mean, you you kind of alluded to it, but dug out of a couple first period deficits over the last numerous weeks, um, a lot of big goals in big situations, third period goals, 
uh, game-winning goals in overtime and late in the third. The power play has been just absolutely phenomenal. Power play has been on fire, so I guess we'll we'll make that the next question. Um, uh, they, they seem to score almost every single night. Uh, that's got to make you got to make you happy, right? Yeah, I mean it's definitely definitely nice when you can connect on those and take advantage of uh, those opportunities when they arise. And um, couldn't be happier with how those units have been working together. And um, you know, just been very impressed. And you know, like I said, just glad to get those extra points on the board when we need it, and you know, get the momentum shifts when we need it, and um, capitalize on those opportunities that are given to us. So another thing you alluded to was uh, a couple of injuries, and obviously being uh, being the head coach, part of it that comes along with it is having to make some some of the tough decisions uh, throughout the course of the year. One of those decisions maybe uh, was you know your team was playing so well, like I like I alluded to. Um, well, Moppin and Britton were out, and obviously those are guys. Are, those are guys that, as soon as they're healthy, you're putting them right back in the lineup. But how, as the head coach, you know, like I said, when the team's playing so well, when everything's clicking, how do you kind of make those personnel decisions when you do have, you know, multiple guys coming back from injury? Right. You know, it uh, comes down to practice. You know, I mean, that's that's where a majority of our decisions are made. And, um, you know, the fact that we were able to perform the way that we were when we were missing those two guys was phenomenal. And um, kudos to the guys for really adopting that next man up mentality and really taking the, you know, taking their opportunity and um, running with it. I couldn't have been more happy with that. But, um, you know, it's a situation where as a coach, you know, and down at, at this time here, we need to do whatever it takes to win. And um, got to put the best lineup out there that we have to you know to get that win and get those two points and a lot of it's come down to practice and you know just kind of getting the rotation down as well and um you know it's been working like i said so it's you know i i'm happy with where things are at right now and where we're going and along the whatever it takes to win theme uh the one new face that we've seen this season chase chase hackerson comes in uh from san diego he seems to have fit in slid in very well and earned your trust right away with you know power play penalty kill times uh, uh, power play and penalty kill time um did you know much about him before he got here? Did he just really impress you in practice and you decided to trust him right away? Uh, give me a little bit about Chase. Yeah, Chase was a player that I, I recruited very heavily throughout all summer, worked with him throughout the summer, had him at our Colorado camp as well, um, touched base with him, got to see him quite a bit. So, you know, I, I knew what I was getting out of Chase and um, very happy with him as an addition. You know, he's, he's not a flashy guy. He's not going to blow, you know, blow your socks off by any means, but um, simple, effective, does his job extremely well, does ex- everything that we need him to do. Uh, and like I said, he was a fantastic addition just to continue to add to our depth, which is, you know, as as you know, I mean, every championship team has, you know, it's a, a, a lot of depth on those rosters. And um, that's what I felt, you know, we just needed a, a one extra piece there to really kind of send us over the top. And um, I think Chase was that piece and he's performed great. And I'm very happy with him. And honestly, every single player, you know, it's it's not a one man effort. It's a it's an every single guy effort. And um, every single guy has just taken it upon themselves and has, has done everything that they can. And, um, you know, Chase was definitely the cherry on top, like I mentioned, but it's, you know, it's definitely an every guy effort couple last questions here for you. Bakhtin and Kegel each get their opportunity at the uh, NA3 top prospects. They ended up hooking up for a goal. I think it might have been the first goal of the game, or at least their team's first goal of the game in the, uh, their first game over there. And uh, you can see that over on Instagram if you uh, so desire. Um, what, do you, what do you see from those guys and their futures? Yeah, I mean, you know, definitely looking to get them the, the that college commit. 
Um, you know, I think both, you know, both of them do have some solid options right now. And it's, you know, just a, a matter of making sure that they make the best decision for what they want, you know, to do with their future and um, finding them a good hockey program, too, where they can continue to develop, but also get that education and um, just try and ride the wave as long as they can. But no, I, I thought that their performance in top prospects was great. I thought that they both played really well and, you know, couldn't be happier with how they represented our program and um, just really exemplary of, of all the changes that we've made in this uh, city and this program in this town. Um, and I couldn't, like I said, great representatives for our program there and I couldn't be happier with their performance and just so happy that they got that opportunity and that experience to really uh, get out there and meet a lot of guys that they compete against night in and night out, but don't necessarily get the chance to know uh, on a personal level and just have a really good experience at a great event. Yeah, it's, it's always cool to see when those, you know, teammates go out there and they perform well together on the same line and everything. Uh, uh, always great to see. Last question, do you feel like you guys are playing the best hockey of your season right now? I think we're getting there. You know, I think I think there's a uh, consistency-wise, I think we need to be a little bit more consistent at times. But, um, you know, that's like, like you just said, I mean, you, this is the time where you want to be playing your best hockey. Um, you know, I mean, going 7-3-1-0 in, in the month of January is a pretty telltale sign and a good sign of, um, what's to come and you know it's just kind of a matter of process over outcome you know we're not going to focus on the results we're going to focus on what we need to do and play in our game and just continue to own that confidence and, and play with that you know swagger about us where um, we know that no matter what we're going to pull through it and just continue to have fun doing what we're doing I mean this is the most fun I've ever had coaching and um, I love this group of guys I love this team and I know that this team is you know together they're going to be able to do anything that they want so um, really exciting and and really excited for what's to come yeah obviously uh, you guys still got a couple of hurdles to get over but all signs seem to be pointing to a chance to really prove yourself in the playoffs so uh, uh congratulations on already what's been a good season we still got a lot of hockey left to play uh, against some very familiar opponents here you guys are going to be playing uh the grizzlies and the power a lot of times uh coming up here over the next couple of weeks so uh good luck and uh i guess we'll officially celebrate playoffs uh, when that time comes around absolutely thanks jake i appreciate it you bet that is head coach of the wasa cyclones colin bailey tommy's express car wash has everything you need to keep your car clean and with locations in both weston and wasa it's never been more convenient with their amazing conveyor belt loading system and license plate recognition technology you can be in and out in three minutes or less plus take care of the inside of your car with free vacuums and floor mat washers right there on site. Tommy's Express on Schofield Ave in Weston and Bridge Street in Wausau. All right, and welcome back inside Cyclones Hockey. Joining me for this week's Players Only segment is number 19 from Colorado Springs, Colorado, forward Cullen Mooring. And uh, first of all, Colin, thanks for taking uh, some time and joining the podcast today. How are you doing this morning? Good, how are you doing? Good. I guess it's technically an afternoon here. I've been I've been awake for a while, so I guess I should have known that. But uh, but as I typically always do uh, with you guys, you know, just tell me a little bit about kind of where you started your hockey career. Obviously, you're from Colorado, but tell me, you know, a little bit about when you first started skating, uh, when you kind of started taking things really seriously, thinking about like, hey, maybe I want to keep playing this after high school, and then uh, where you ended up playing uh, before you ended up here in Wausau with the uh, Cyclones. Yeah, for sure. So obviously, started playing in Colorado Springs at the age of five, got into it, started skating. Uh, played all the way up until now. Never took a season off, always trained, always competed. Um, always knew I wanted to play high-level hockey, so it's always been a dream just to play. Um, always played double-A hockey, really. Played a couple years of triple-A, just always stuck with it. And, yeah, just moved around from a couple teams. Started in Colorado Springs, played for the Junior Tigers. Uh, played one year at a tournament team for a coach. 
of family friend of ours. Um, and then after that, moved up to Monument, Colorado, and played for the Colorado Rampage. Played four years there. Um, then after that, came up here when the season was over there and played for the Cyclones. So. Well, I know it seems like Colorado's been a little bit of a hotbed for the Cyclones, uh, pulling a lot of talent out of there. But how did you – did you just meet uh, Colin or, or um, did you know somebody on the team? How did you really get uh, drawn in here to Wausau? Yeah, so I did the CCM showcase in Denver, and uh, Colin was on the bench for all of the games that weekend. Um, and then after that weekend, he invited me to the Colorado camp and went up there, skated for him for I think it was like three days. Um, really liked him as a coach, love how he ran his practices. Um, took a couple weeks to talk with my parents, and then after that, decided to sign and come play for Colin with the Cyclones. So it was a great opportunity to meet him. So, well, we're very happy to have you here. Uh, you've you've uh, grown into really impacting this team in a positive way, which is where I want to kind of start uh, talking to you about. You've really worked your way up the depth chart from the start of the season to these last uh, numerous weeks, uh, even the last couple of months. Earned yourself a lot of starts, uh, a lot of time uh, on. Uh, you know, working with uh, the, some of the top line guys and, and just playing a ton of minutes overall. Um, where have you grown most as a skater, do you think, this season? Like, what is it that Coach Bailey has seen out of you from the beginning of the season till now that uh, really impacted your playtime so much? Uh, I think one of the things is confidence came off a couple of off years for me. Uh, so came up here and just got back to work, figuring out who I was as a player, getting back into the groove of things. Uh, we really worked on flexibility, open up the hips, just to become a better, faster, stronger skater. Um, so I think that's been a big improvement that we've both seen in my skating. And then just being confident with the puck, just my confidence got all the way back up, uh, playing with Colin and having him as a coach. He's a great coach, so the confidence level just totally skyrocketed playing for him. Well, and you found yourself on some uh, some power play units and things of that nature. Have, have you, uh, you, like growing up, were you a power play guy, or is this kind of a new role that you've uh, taken on, or is it pretty much um, you know, anything the team needs, you're going to be there and, and give your best. Yeah, I'm a team player. Wherever they need me, I'm going to play. Uh, growing up, I was always playing power play penalty kill. So he wants to toss me in there. I'm very comfortable with it. So I'll play wherever he needs me to play. That's going to help the team the most. So. Well, another thing that's interesting about you, too, is uh, you're a pretty sizable guy. You're usually one of the bigger guys out on the ice. But uh, you've been able to uh, hold yourself to just 14 penalty minutes this season. Is that something that, you know, we've seen you play with a physical nature. We've seen you, uh, you know, maybe get a little a little hot under the collar, go go for some head hunting. We've seen you uh, uh, lay some uh, really clean hits as well. But just 14 penalty minutes, is that something that's intentional for you, like trying to stay out of the box and not hurt the team? Or is it just how, how have you managed to stay out of the box so well? Yeah, I think one of the things is staying out of the box to help the team. But it's always been I've played a very like non-selfish, conservative game where I don't like to take a lot of penalty minutes. I keep the anger issues if you want to say under control just play my game worry about myself and then that way it helps the team too because less time we're in the box more scoring chances we're going to get we don't have to worry about killing a penalty kill so right yeah and you don't see you get too overworked uh very often but i remember one game i can't remember who it was against but you went back and forth with i think one or two of the players were like they caught you with maybe kind of a cheap shot that didn't get called. You got them back with a clean one. They tried to come back at you, and they ended up getting called for the penalty. So it was like you got the better of them on that yeah. on that exchange there. So it's like, you know, retaliate within reason, but, you know, let them have the last lick because usually that's the guy that gets caught. Right, exactly, yeah. I mean, I don't like to retaliate. It's not a big part of my game that I like to do. And every once in a while it happens just in those tough instances and those hard games it comes out a little bit. But for the most part, I try and keep it under wraps 
just play my position, do what I have to do to help the team win. So Yeah, that's the game of hockey, really, yeah. in a nutshell. Um, with six goals and an assist this season, uh, all as a centerman, um, do you feel like scoring is a strength of yours? Has it always been a strength? Or uh, you sometimes you're more of a playmaker, just hasn't really come out this season? Uh, what, is, what is it? Uh, always been a scorer uh, and a playmaker. Have a very good two-way game, very good in the defensive zone, uh, being a center, being that like third defenseman kind of, um, helping get the puck out and keeping them from scoring on us. Uh, always been a goal scorer. I've led teams in goals before and assists. So I've got that goal scoring and playmaking ability. So, yeah, I think the first part of the season was a little rough. And then when we went up to Minnesota for that uh, showcase, kind of found a groove, got into a rhythm and just found my old nature of hockey and been playing that ever since. Well, I'm happy you mentioned that because one of my coaches or one of my questions for Coach Bailey coming up here is actually word for word. I I wrote it down. Um, You guys are over 500 cents coming out of that uh, showcase. And my quote here is, what did the team find within themselves over in Minnesota? So I'm glad that you kind of brought that up. But you guys, as a, as a team, have had an exceptional back half of the season. But you you personally have been playing really well. Some big goals and big moments, a couple third period goals, uh, a couple power play goals as well. Um, so, yeah, I know you just kind of uh, stated it right there. But what clicked for you guys as a whole over in Minnesota? I think we just kind of – we had a rough couple games in Minnesota – and then I think we went into that break, and whatever happened, guys went home for Christmas, got a little reset, reset the team a little bit, and we came back and just – team just found their groove, really. And team stuck together, great group of guys. Love what Colin's done with the team. Good culture that he's building here. I love it. Um, definitely going to be a spot that next year and years to come, the kids are going to want to come and play for the Cyclones. It's just a great culture that we have here. Yeah, you guys have really uh, turned things around dramatically here in year one as the Cyclones. Five-game win streak, and I believe it's like seven of your last 11 or seven of 11 over uh, over the most recent streak. Uh, so pretty pretty darn good uh, numbers for you guys. Uh, a couple questions left before uh, um, we get to uh, talking about uh, the jersey auction at the end here. Um, you're one of your line mates you played a lot with this season. Brennan Valencia, he's also from Colorado. Did you know him at all prior to getting here to Wausau? You guys ever play together? Is that kind of, again, uh, Cyclones just getting a lot of Colorado talent here? Right, yeah. So Val uh, from Colorado, he played in Littleton. So we always had a little bit of a rivalry there the last couple years playing against each other. Uh, So him and Berkey, our other goalie, and uh, let's see, Neil, Dom, all the Colorado guys, played against him for a couple of years and then you know came in this year not quite knowing who I was going to play with played to the ground with a couple of the guys but me and Val have seemed to stuck together and me and him uh kind of like to call him the Italian Stallion around the locker room so got a little nickname there for him but yeah we've we play good together we're just very solid uh I can find him he can find me move the puck good to each other both have speed on us so yeah it just seems to work out for us so yeah, it's always interesting in, in uh, the game of hockey where, like, you grow up not necessarily maybe playing with these guys, but you know of them because of different trials or AAA teams are playing against them pretty much your whole life, and then all of a sudden you're teammates, you know. Right, yeah. So uh, it's it, it's it's nice when you uh, have a little familiarity, but then you can really grow on that, uh, which you guys have seemed to do nicely. Um, uh, kind of last question here. What are the goals for your career, obviously? Um, you seem like you're uh, kind of just starting on, you know, on the ground floor, like you said, maybe rebuilding after a couple off years and really setting yourself on a good path here. 
Uh, beyond the NA3, what would make it? What would make you happy? Like when you hang up the skates, haven't accomplished in the game of hockey. Just knowing that I've given it all I have, uh, leaving nothing behind me, putting it all out there on the table. Uh, you know, just not having any regrets. If I can play my game, do what I do, play for five more years, twenty more years, however long it is, play at a successful level, and just have no regrets, then I'll be happy when the time comes to hang it up. Well, I certainly wish you the uh, the best of luck throughout the rest of your career. And like I said, we're very happy to have you here in Wausau. Um, still in the NA3 next year. Hopefully we see you right back here yeah. in, in a Cyclones jersey. But, um, yeah, that is uh, that is Cullen Mooring. Now we're going to transition a little bit to talking about, obviously, something I know is very important to you, uh, obviously um, has affected you and, and your family. Uh, and it's the our benefit that we're going to do on the 20th, if the listeners uh, and fans should know, we've been talking about it, but if you don't, uh, we are currently holding an online jersey auction right now, and whichever jerseys are not sold by actually tomorrow night, um, we are going to have a silent auction on the night of the 20th. It looks like there's maybe only going to be two jerseys up for grabs on the 20th, which means a lot of other ones have already gone, which is good. Uh, but all that money is going to be uh, benefiting um not directly you and your family, but a foundation. Obviously, that's very important to you guys. You can speak as much or as little on this as you want, but I know uh, your brother Kian uh, suffers from, is it uh, apraxia? Is that apraxia, how you say it? Yep. All right, so uh, it's going to be um, all the jerseys, the money's going to go to Apraxia Kids, which is a nonprofit uh, that uh, basically helps uh, the families and, and the kids affected with the same thing as your brother. So. Uh, if you want to just tell the listeners maybe a little bit about what their uh, jersey auction money and what this contribution is going to be going towards. Yeah, so basically Praxia, not a lot of kids have it, so it's one of those things you don't hear about every single day. Um, but basically it makes things for those kids harder to learn. Um, so it slows down the century and their body, everything. So learning how to ride a bike with the balance and everything, it's harder for them to do. Um, so basically it just makes them learning normal things for us is like 10 times harder for them. So it takes them a little bit longer. You can ask him how to do something for like my brother. You can ask him how to do something. He knows what you're saying, but it takes him longer to process it from his brain down to his hands, to his feet, to get his feet or his hands to do it. Um, so yeah, basically we're just trying to raise awareness for it, get it out there a little bit more, um, help the other kids like my brother so that they can get the um, help that they need to overcome it and live with it the rest of their lives and just be able to live a life that they can uh, improve on and not hold them back. My brother has zero fear, knows he has it, doesn't let it hold him back from anything. Plays hockey, he's works so hard. He'll tell people he has it, but he doesn't let it slow him down at all. So it's awesome to see him get out there on the ice, go have fun, work, grind, score goals, even with this apraxia that makes it harder for him and he's still is a good hockey player for his age group so yeah that's really great to hear and, and it might you know instill a little bit of confidence or, or something in somebody that's out there listening or might even know somebody that's affected by this or, or whatever and it'd be like you know look uh, you you can still play hockey you can still do everything that everybody else does um uh it, it might be a little bit it's obviously it's a lot harder for them but uh you know it's that's a very encouraging a cool story how old is your brother right now uh so he's 12 right now uh he turns 13 in august uh, so I'll be back for his birthday in Colorado after the season ends and have a good time with him, help him out a little bit, teach him what I've learned and 
yeah, just helping with hockey. He loves to play. It's something he likes to do. He loves watching me. Uh, every time I talk to him, he's always upbeat and happy to talk to me and we'll always talk about the last games and stuff. So both my brothers, they both love talking to me and asking how juniors is going up here. So yeah. it's awesome. Well, you've been giving him a lot, a lot of good stuff to watch and uh, learn from here this season. Uh, has he uh, been able to really kind of meet anybody within that community or, or hang out with uh, kids that, you know, kind of go through the same thing? I know um, – you know, obviously, uh, with like the deaf community and stuff like that, there's there's a, a much larger number. You said that not many kids are affected by this. So, uh, has he really been able to meet anybody within his life that kind of goes through the same thing? Yeah. So I don't. He's uh, met a couple kids, I think, from it. Uh, when he was younger, uh, we did this apraxia run slash walk um, every year, and we would raise money for it. Uh, so old coaches, teammates. Uh, so like Tanner Chapman from Colorado Springs, we played together for a while. Uh, he would come out to it. Our old coaches would come out to it. Basically, we would do this walk and run around the park for however long and just raise awareness for it. So we get a good gathering of people, local team that used to be uh, the AAA affiliate for the Rockies. Their mascot came out to it one year. So they got to meet the mascot for the AAA team for the Rockies. So, yeah, it's definitely um, getting bigger. There's more awareness about it now. So it's it's a good thing to do. All right. Well, uh, again, there you go. Uh what more reason do you need to get in on these jersey auctions? Uh, um, bids need to go up by $50 uh, as a minimum uh, increased bid. There's a few that are still pretty affordable right now. I know the uh, leader in the clubhouse is Mitch Miskovich all the way up at $300. Bucks. Uh, everyone loves Misko, yeah. so not, not surprised about that. But again, um, if you're hearing this, uh, you're going to have until Friday night to uh, get on, in on them on the online auction. Or otherwise, uh, come uh, see the Cyclones in action here at the Marathon County Ice Arena, and uh, you can bid in person on the remaining jerseys. So, Colin, thanks for sharing a little bit, and uh, uh, like I said, good luck the rest of this season. Uh, hopefully you guys will be able to uh, solidify the, a playoff spot here and uh, continue on that playoff push, so good luck. Yeah, thank you. You bet. That is number 19 forward for the Cyclones, Colin Mooring. Don't miss a minute of Cyclones hockey this season. Catch all the action on HockeyTV.com.